I believe Jonathan is going to lead us in that prayer and he'll keep watch over the feed. And uh, we are always thankful and grateful to pray to our Heavenly Father. Of course, as we sometimes mention, we don't just request things from the Lord. We often give thanks. Uh, we often praise him for his goodness. And we are so grateful that so many prayers have been answered affirmatively. And we've heard the good news and the good results from tests and outcomes of uh, a variety of things. And so for that, we're very thankful. That said, we turn our attention to our speaker tonight. Brother Marlon is here with us. Brother Marlon, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. And thank you for inviting me back again. I remember last time Jonathan mentioned that we hope we don't get like two more years to get back. So I'm glad it was just about two months. But it's good to be with you again. <laughs> it is good to have you back, and I'm glad that it's sooner rather than later. Uh, <laughs> although I've had Jonathan's job for a little while, and the scheduling is far more easier than it sounds. Uh, but That's we're, right. we're glad to have you back. Uh, Jonathan said he wanted to ask you some questions, talk to you about some different things. And so I'm going to let him jump in here and uh, kind of direct us to that end. Well, you Let's first of all, you, you'd figure after 400, 400 and some odd nights, I'd remember to press the button to start the audio stream, but I didn't until just a few seconds ago. So that is now running if you happen to partake of it over there. <laughs> it was a few minutes few minutes late starting tonight because it's another month. I have to look all the way. It's like all the way up there, I have to find the button. You can't expect me to remember to do that. Come on. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Brother Marlon, we got some things coming up we are going to try and help you with. Um, I think I misidentified where you're living in the past. Uh, last night, I think I said you might be from Mexico. I could not remember. And then you said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, living in Panama, <laughs> uh, yep. Costa Rican by birth, right? But then uh, mar married that's a right. Panamanian, Panamanian woman. Is that how you would say that? That's, yeah. There you, you're there right. You okay. So. But we had in the last, in the time between when you were here last and now we have you and I have been talking a little bit about trying to get some things going uh, with some Spanish language works, uh, and mm -hmm. you brought you sent me some graphics that I want to I want to show you because that'll announce some things sure. that we're gonna start doing with you. The first one I believe starts the June thirteenth, if I am not mistaken. Uh, let me get right. put that up uh, there so y'all can see it. Uh, tell us about yeah, what you have well, in mind here. We are having an online gospel meeting. I spoke with some brethren that are Spanish preachers. Uh, we need this kind of resources that you have, like Connect. So we are having this online gospel meeting on the June 13 to 17. The topic is, is Temas Calientes, Hot Topics. Um, there are some things that we know about, but we don't like to talk about uh, in our Spanish culture. That's very common. Like people know that... Uh, about modesty or about immorality, about hypocrisy, about all those topics, but not that often people like to preach about because of the problems that might rise. But I found some very brave men that decided they want to preach about them, so we will be doing that. I will do it the first hour, and they will do it the second hour. So we will have two sessions during that week. Okay. Uh, because of your help, we will be able to do those also through digital Bible study. Originally, it was going to be only through my social media. I am Marlon Retana. That's the one I use to promote everything we are able to do. Uh, so I am Marlon Retana on Facebook, and digital Bible study will be streaming those lessons. Yes, sir. We're glad to help you out with that. And 
We can send it. We can send it to uh, we. You and I need to get together, but we can send it all of your different social media platforms all at the same time. So maybe we can send it to several different places sure. and 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 help you out there. Now that's coming up the week of June through the thirteenth to the seventeenth. Uh, Scott Beck right. just asked. Uh, Jay, will these uh, graphics be posted all on the DBS channels? Yes, they will. Uh, I was planning to do it the first of the week. So look look for them on Monday. I thought that might be a good week, good way to start promoting it the first of the week, what's coming up. So should be on uh, Locals and on on, uh, Facebook at least. There's nowhere to post them really on YouTube. But I'll have them on our our, uh, Facebook and Locals pages starting on Monday. The second one is... move over one graphic and let's talk about the program that you're going to start doing here for or with us here on digital Bible study. And I'll let you pronounce it. Sure. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in simple words, last time we, I was able to be with all of you, many suggested about having more Spanish resources. Um, the idea of trying a Spanish program or a bilingual program came into the, into the mind of us, right? So I was thinking about doing a bilingual, but because of my workload, it's going to be difficult to try to set up that kind of lessons. But I talk about having a Spanish connect at least once a week. So Cristianos and Ciernes. Ciernes uh, is a word that sounds very similar to Viernes, which is the word for uh, the Spanish word for Friday. So on Friday afternoons, 5 p.m. your time, 4 p.m. my time. Uh, we will be having some connect sessions in Spanish. We will be having some Spanish speakers, uh, guest speakers. I'd be preaching sometimes, but at least that's what we are going to try to start um, on this. Enciernes is a phrase in Spanish that we don't use often, but it's like when a plant is budding, uh, like a flower. So we are talking about Christians in the making or Christians in that process of still learning, still growing. Uh, we remember the words from uh, from Peter, Second Peter 3.18, about we must grow in grace and knowledge of, of God. And in our Spanish culture, we need to get our breath and realize it's not just about getting baptized, it's about keep growing, it's about, it's about this, uh, keep serving. So those sessions will be about that. So that's like the English name we may say is budding Christians. Okay. Hmm. And we are starting that next Friday. Is that correct? Lord willing, yes. I've, I've, as a matter of fact, I spoke with the ones that will be doing the gospel meeting. So we meet that Friday to give some heads, heads up about uh, the campaign. So Lord willing, the first uh, show, I guess, I don't know, uh, episode, of, I don't know the wording, <laughs> will be next Friday. Okay. Well, we are looking forward to it, brother. That's just, uh, it's something that is needed. Uh, there's not enough, I mean, I don't have a lot of exposure to it, but I don't get the sense there's a whole lot of this kind of work being done among our uh, Spanish language brethren. And uh, there's obviously a lot of evangelistic opportunities here, here, even here in the United States for Spanish language works. So uh, I, like, like I told you when we were talking, we, we are such an English speaking audience. I don't know how much we can help, but we're glad to try and do whatever we can. I know we had, when we talked about it last night, we had several people saying, you know, they have Spanish works in their congregation or Spanish speaking people in the congregations that they were going to invite to it. Um, and so uh, hopefully we'll be able to um, help you build a little bit of an audience here and and, and spread the word about uh, what your efforts are uh, doing doing over there. Um, 
Just uh, before we turn you loose, last time you're with us, you did talk about the school that's listed on uh, displayed, I believe, on the monitor. If I can read that properly behind you, mm-hmm. uh, give us give sure. us a couple minutes on that before we turn you loose for the lesson. Tonight. That's fine. Escuela uh, Biblica Línea are these Spanish words for Spanish online Bible school. Sounds similar to War Video Bible School, and as a matter of fact, that's what we are. We are doing, we are taking everything from World Video Bible School, all their curriculum, and making them into Spanish. As of right now, the school, we have the courses on Luke and Genesis, and I'm working very hard on having the course on Acts. This is not a preaching school or like an online preaching school. This is a school for everyone that wants to learn the Bible. It might be a lady that is married with a non-Christian, but she is a, a sister. She wants to learn more. Uh, maybe doesn't have the enough opportunities to talk with her preacher about some questions she have. Well, she can get into the school and get to see all those videos. Also, we all know, uh, well, most of the time we know Brother Don Blackwell, um, his videos on several topics. We have a website searching for true in Spanish, Buscando la Verdad. Uh, we have been able to translate a lot of those videos. The most recent ones are the ones on mod, um, moral issues. We currently launched the one on gambling and are working on the one on modesty. But we have, where there's so many churches, uh, what must I do to be safe, marriage, divorce and remarriage, the, that is a hot topic for us. Um, so we have all those, all, all those contents available. Uh, I can give you the, link, the links later after we finish. Topical videos, buscandolaverdad.org. Um, the school, Escuela Biblical Linea, just as you read in the screen, escuelabiblicanlinea.org, with the courses and materials that brethren can use, to, uh, even non-brethren can use just to study the Bible, learn what God says, instead of what people just think or wants to say that God says. Well, we, we appreciate the good work putting in there, brother. You got anything, Eric, before we turn them loose? Eric is frozen. I thought I saw him flash just a second ago. So Eric has nothing else to say at this moment. <laughs> there he is. There he is. No, I, no, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Brother Marlon, I didn't ask, but I understood that you are a graduate from the Memphis School of Preaching. Yes, uh, I graduated in 2016 for the two years, and I was brave enough to do one more year in missions. So we finished the school in 2017 and came back to Panama. Well, congratulations, man. That's fantastic. No doubt that has uh, blessed you and equipped you uh, to do the things that you're doing. Um, That's right. While neither of us are fluent in Spanish, we do want you to know you're not alone in your efforts, man. And so we applaud you and appreciate it. And as Jonathan said, any way we can help, we're we're certainly glad to do that. And I think you'll have a, a, a huge audience in just a little while once brethren hear about it because uh, there's probably not a lot of what you're trying to do. And so I think it'll be great. Sure. Yeah, there, uh, I know we are running out of time, but one of the things I hear about from English speaking brethren is the difficulty they have to speak with Spanish because uh, Spanish speaking because of the language barrier. Mm. However, the resources we are making, they just need to leave, let them know this is this website or this is this content that you can just watch and you will understand your own language. So that's that, that's that's our goal to let the Spanish word that is about 400 million people around the world wow. uh, just to get to listen the truth of the gospel. Sure. It just takes one. The, uh, 
Uh, Deb is asking for the link. I'm assuming she means the link to the Escuela Biblica, okay. whatever that is. I'm I'm very new at this thing. Um, I put it in the private chat, and you can share it later. Okay, yeah, I put it in the private chat, and uh, and I'll I'll put it over on the main screen for you. There you go. Okay. okay. So the first one is for the topical videos. The other one is for the school. Okay, so this one here is for the uh, topical videos. Um, so that is for the topical videos. That's and right. then this one would be this for video. this is the, the Spanish language link to the oh hold on put it on the wrong wrong thing. Give me a second. Um, and that one is for the online school the online correct. Yeah, for the, all the Spanish content for the online school, and for the ones that doesn't know Spanish, then we have SpanishBibleSchool.org, where and you can learn more that, about what we yeah. are doing and how you can reach us if you would like to support this work. Okay, and it's just it's what he, what he just said, SpanishBibleSchool.org. Um, but in case for some reason you couldn't hear that, um, there it is for the third one. So uh, those are now in there, and you should be able to go back and catch catch them even after the video. Just try to remember about where we are in the end of the lesson. So um, sorry for the extended introduction, but we think this is a good thing to let you know about. I think it's like Eric said, it's it's fairly unique, and we could really use your help on in uh, promoting it. And so if you know any Spanish uh, speaking individuals, and members of the church or not, please let them know what we're about to start doing here and. Hopefully, uh, it can be a, a very value of add, add a lot of value to what we're doing here at Digital Bible Study. So, having said all that, uh, let's turn our attention to the lesson tonight because we did actually ask Marlon here to preach. So, um, uh, the title is um, "Encouraging the Discouraged," if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? That's right. That's correct. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, that I preached that one in Spanish last December. So, for the ones that would like to hear it, I will put a comment later with the link. Uh, okay. For those that might want to share this uh, lesson in Spanish. Okay. But yeah. So, can I, I start? Uh, yep. Turn it over to you. Room's yours. Go ahead and start whenever you're ready. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Well, uh, as we've been saying, it's been a pleasure to be back with you and getting to talk more about God's word. Uh, to the ones that hear me the last time, this might seem similar. I promise the next time I might try to change the way of... Uh, or uh, the content in, in, in some way. But the topic is incurring the discouraged. Uh, we have that kind of situation when people uh, usually get discouraged, even any, any of us get discouraged with things that happen in the world, uh, with things that happen in our community, or even it's not just us that get discouraged because of things that happen, but also because of people that discourage us, especially sometimes between, Christ, between Christians like, Brethren that doesn't like what we do, but instead of helping us to correct if we are doing it wrong, they just try to destroy us in some way, or they don't, or they ju just don't think the things that we are doing that are good, good things are worthy of being uh, encouraged. So yeah, encouragement and discouragement are words that we deal with them daily. As a matter of fact, dictionaries like Merriam-Webster's uh, describe discourage as to deprive of courage or confidence. This to deprive of courage, 
that's that's the idea. So we need to get back to the meaning of courage to get a better idea about it. And is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So yes, we need to be we need to uh, be uh, brave to be courage. Right? The Bible tells us about it. But there are some moments when we lose that. There's moments of fear, moments of danger, moments of difficulty. Um, there are moments when we discourage ourselves. And as I mentioned, there are moments that others are the ones that discourage us. So what we are going to do, to, uh, to do during this evening, we will be talking about people that get discouraged, but there was someone very special to encourage them. And that's the same one we need to get when we feel that way. It's interesting that Vincent van Gogh, that Dutch painter, is uh, credited to say the following phrase. He, he said, okay, I'm sorry, my computer just freeze a little bit. He said, in spite of everything, I shall rise again. I will take up my pencil which I have forsaken in my great discouragement. How interesting is this? Because we are talking about Vincent van Gogh. Almost everyone get to know that man, know the work of that man. What could happen if he decided to just leave that pen, to leave that pencil, to stop doing what he's known for? But he said that, uh, and in spite of everything, I shall rise again and I will go on with my drawing. He keeps doing his drawings. And this is what I mentioned that we will be talking from the Bible, details about why we need to keep up and keep on do doing. Because we might not realize that, but discouragement, discouragement is some kind of temptation. Usually when we think about temptations, what we do, we think about, um, we think about things that we like, things that we enjoy. But there are some things that even worse in the ways that I will not follow God again because this happened to me. So that's our, some kind of temptations. And we know what the Apostle Paul said to those in Corinth. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, There had no temptation taken you, but such as in common to man. Every temptation is common to man. Whatever temptation I'm having right now, I'm not the first, I'm not the last. Whatever temptation you have right now, somebody already experienced that one, and somebody would experience that in the future. So they are common, but God gave us the way to escape from them. And that's how important it is to realize that when discouragement comes, we need to seek to God. And we will be talking about three men in the Bible. And that's why I say that it's similar to the previous presentation message that I did here. We will be talking about three men that are very important in the history of mankind. Are very important. They are part of the Bible. There are many that we may mention, but we'll be talking only about three. And if they ever experience discouragement. The first one of them we will be talking about is Moses. Did Moses ever get discouraged? We remember when God picked him to be the leader to the people of Israel. He keeps saying, 
I'm not the one for this. I don't know how to speak to people. I don't know how to do all of these things. You might pick somebody else, but God had better plans for him. And when we get to the book of Numbers and the chapter 11, we read about an event with the people of Israel. The text starts or begins by letting us know that these people were complaining. And those who study the Bible know how much people from Israel likes to complain. And even Christians today likes to complain. But God sends fire. The people cry out to Moses. Moses prays to God. And God extinguishes that fire. The name of that place was Tabira because of that fire. We might think, well, they learned from that lesson. But when we keep reading, we get to verse 4, and we see that there were strange, strange people in that area that get mixed with the people of Israel, the children of Israel. And they started to weep again, and they started saying things like, who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. They remember all of those things. When we were in Memphis studying for three years, we remember things that we like to eat in Panama or Costa Rica. Maybe you have been traveling, and I know a brother that is in the Holy Land recently, and one of these days he put on Facebook how much he missed burgers, pizza. That kind, of, that kind of meals that we might be give for granted. These people were missing to eat meat, to eat all those things. But what was their attitude? They say, our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna. They were complaining about what God gave them to keep going. God provided them a food that none of us has been blessed to try. The psalmist in Psalm 78, 25 says, man did eat angels' food. How wonderful should be that food. But these people was complaining about it, didn't like that. They were looking to get things that they have in the past. They keep doing that. And when we get to verses 11 and 12, Moses came to the Lord, Where how, wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? Why aren't you doing this to me, God? Why? We might try to make it as simple as we can. Moses is telling God, why are you doing this to me? Have I not found favor in their sight? Thou lays the burden of all these people upon me. He keeps saying that, did I conceive all these people? He was not the father of them, but he was the man that God chose to guide them out of Egypt. But Moses is taking this personal. Moses is not realizing their complaint of the people is to God, not to Moses. He keeps getting that. He's getting the position of why me? Don't we ask that often when something bad happened to us or something that we don't like happened to us? Moses was discouraged at that moment. He was saying these things, and we keep reading in verses 13 and 15, when should, should I have flesh to give unto all these people? Huh? Where are you going to get that? They keep weeping to me unto me, saying, give us flesh that we may eat. He's forgetting that he's the intercessor. He's the mediator between that people and God. They are complaining to God, but he's taking that personal. And let us read what he did. 
I am not able to bear all these people alone. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing them. I'm tired of their complaints. This is too heavy for me. If you allow me, or you like it, just kill me. I pray you kill me. Moses is asking God to kill him because he doesn't want to keep going. I have, if I have found uh, favor in your sight, let me not see my wretchedness. Moses is asking to die. He doesn't want to keep doing that anymore. Many of us might have done that in occasions before being Christians or even being uh, now that we are Christians. We complain, why is happening this to me? I prefer to die than keep doing these things. So we can relate to Moses in that kind of sense. But what did God reply? What was God's response to Moses? Is his plea, is Moses' plea, is Moses' request in accordance with God's will? We know that First John 5.14 tells us that this is the confidence that we have in God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What we're saying, seeing here is that we need to realize what we ask to God, he will make it if it's according to his will. Not at the time that we want it or that we're asking, but if it's according to his will, he will provide. Some people say, well, and I know some person that keep praying and screaming because there are some neighbors. Oh, I need a new car. I need a better job. I need this, 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 this. God, give me that, give me that, give me that. Do you really need, or do you need really think that the will of God is that you have a car? It might be. But what we need to ask to God is about things that allow us to keep working for him. As we always mentioned that before, our prayers are not only about asking, but also about being thankful. Certainly, Moses' plea was not in accordance to God's will, but God recognized the difficult situation, the experience that Moses is having, what he's going through, and guides him to get help through 70 men. 70 men will be chosen to help Moses to take out that burden and to allow him to keep going in what he is doing for the Lord. God commanded Moses to tell the people, I will give you meat. You want meat, I will give you meat. I will give you so much meat that you will have it for an entire month. And not only that, it will come out of your, of your nostrils and it will be detestable. You know, when you eat something that you really like, but you eat it so much that you don't like it anymore. That's what God is telling them to do. That he was, he's going to give them the meat and they will get tired of eating that meat. God replies to Moses because Moses doubt about it. And I don't like to hear that question from God to me. Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Do you doubt about my power? Do you really think I don't have the power to do all of this? It's what God is telling Moses at this moment. Everything that I'm saying is going to pass. That's what God is telling Moses. Those 70 men... God gave it the spirit of Moses. So that means he gave them everything that they needed to help Moses in doing that work. Sadly, those who complain it will get a plague because of the lack of faith. Because God keeps telling, I will give you that. But because you complain about it, then you will get that punishment. 
but Moses certainly learned a lesson about discouragement. God was with him and God is with us. Let us talk about another man doing the same question. Did Elijah ever get discouraged? We know about Elijah and we go to uh, 1 Kings 18 and in the last verses we read about how he's dealing with the prophets of Baal and how they are offering sacrifices to Baal and doing a lot of things, but Baal doesn't listen to them because the Baal doesn't exist. Baal doesn't have any power to do what they were asking to them. Even Elijah start kind of mocking them in some way. And we remember from that text that at the moment, Elijah says, Jehovah, God, my God, it's your turn. Do it. He did it. And he don't only take that sacrifice, but destroy everything that was around it, showing the power of God. Elijah showed to, showed to all these people how powerful is God. When we get to chapter 19, I am sorry for if, if we are getting some lack, uh, the connection might be having some problems here, so I'm very really sorry about it. But when we get to, first, uh, to chapter 19 of 1 Kings and verses 1 and 2, it calls my attention what is happening, what is saying, been saying, but especially the attitude that Elijah gets to take. Because Ahab and Jezebel, Jezebel might be the most beautiful women in that area, in that land, but was very horrible on the inside. She threat Elijah, telling him that just as those men died the day before, in 24 hours he will be dead as then. So let's say God do to me, and more also if I make not that life as the life of one of them. She's saying, I don't care what's going on, but you will die. I'll make sure that you, Elijah, will die. She thinks that she got all that power. When Elijah already showed God's power. So it's sad the attitude that he gets, how he reacts to this threat. Why? Because he rose up and went for his life. He, he decided to leave. I'm, I'm afraid she's going to kill me. But it's weird that she wants to kill him. She doesn't want to kill by her hand, but he wants to die because he wished to die and pray to God, very similar to what Moses did. It is enough now. Oh Lord, take my, away my life, for I'm not better than my father's. What did Elijah did? Show to that people the power of God. And not only that occasion, but he says that he's not better than his fathers and that he deserves to die, that he prefers to die. That God takes his life so he doesn't suffer what she wants to do to him. Oh, poor me, I am so lonely. He keeps complaining about it. And we hear that kind of phrases, oh, poor me. God sends an angel. God answers his prayer, but not the way he wanted. God sends help just as he did with Moses. God sends an angel to encourage him, to motivate him, to feed him, to give him something to drink several times. And even though he keeps fearing, he keeps fearing, continues to fear for his life, as we keep reading on the text as we show verses 9 to 14. What are you doing, Elijah? Ah, I'm only, I'm left, nobody's with me. I'm, I'm afraid she's going to kill me. 
but he was asking to die. He was not trusting in God, even when God is giving him help at that moment. His reaction is kind of weird, if we may say it that way. But what does God do? How he reacts to Elijah's fear? What, he, what does God react? What was his reaction? He tells Elijah, keep going. Go your way. Keep doing. I have better plans for you. Keep doing what you are expected to do. Keep on your way. He commands Elijah to anoint Jehu as king of Israel and Elijah and his successor. But wait a moment. Elijah was saying that he was alone. And now God is telling him, we have two more people that can help you. There are two more people. You're not alone. There is one that will be king. And there, will be, there is one that is going to take your role after you die. God is telling him there is people to help. Not only that, Elijah was very, very wrong. He was not alone. There were 7,000 more people that didn't bow to Baal, as we read in verse 18. Discouragements fill us with fear. But when we know who can call during those times, fear must go. We are not alone. God continued using Elijah even until the day when he went up by a whirlwind to heaven. God kept using him even when he was discouraged at that moment. God kept using Moses even when he got discouraged. And let us get to somebody from the New Testament. And some people will say, how dare you to ask this? Because the question says, did Jesus ever get discouraged? Can we think about that? Can we realize if that is possible or not? It's hard, right? It's hard to think about this thing because we think about, well, Jesus came to this world and knew what was going on with him. Jesus knew exactly why he came to this world to, get, to seek and save the lost. He knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to have a very tragical death. Is there is a possibility that he was discouraged? Well, we will be reading some texts from Matthew 26. In the one that we will see that if he was discouraged or not, if his apostles, if his disciples were discouraged, he found ways to encourage them to keep going even when those things will happen to him. He did a prayer in search of encouragement. Let us study about it, as I say, Matthew 26. We get to verse 36. We see how he goes with his disciples to Gethsemane and prepare himself to pray. He came to his inner circle. He came to Peter, James, and John, and he began, he began to feel feeling sad and said to them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. He knows what is coming. He really knew what was going to happen to him. He was so sad. And he asked them, stay with me, tarry ye here, and watch with me. Please, be with me here. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just show me your encouragement. You may say it in some way. His prayer is very short and simple. He said, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou. How interesting is Jesus' prayer? When we realize about Moses, 
and Laia, we just studied, they were asking to die. They didn't want to keep going. But Jesus is asking, let me keep going. If this is your, if, if, if you wish, Father, if you want me to keep going, please let me do it. If not, I understand. Give me the strength to fulfill your will. When he finished, he saw his disciples asleep and said to Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not stay awake and just be there to support me? Watch and pray. I know that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verses 40, 41. Our Lord got to understand the tiredness of his disciples. And he went to pray two more times as we read the verses 42 to 44. He finally tells them, sleep on now and take your rest. For how long they were able to sleep, we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But it tells us that then he came to them and let them rise. Let us be going. It's at hand, the one that is going to betray me. How interesting is to see this. He was praying to God to help him in this moment. But he realized his disciples didn't want. In his prayer, unlike those of Moses and Elijah, our Lord doesn't seek to escape life through death, but the strength to fulfill the will of the Father. How wonderful is our Lord. How great example of how we must pray when we feel discouraged, of what we must tell somebody when we know they need encouragement. Seek for Christ, seek for God. How much time passed between the time they sleep? As we mentioned, we don't know. But Christ was praying. And then let them have the rest, wake up and get ready to what was coming. How do we conclude with the lesson this evening? Being discouraged is something we all experience at some moment in our lives. We are not the first. We are not the last. You, you, don't, you, you realize these things are not going to work. But the things of God works. Serving God brings great peace and brings great results, good fruits. It's interesting how the same man that went with Jesus at the time when he was praying, Previously, we were with him in a special event as we read in Matthew 17. Verses 1 to 5 says that after six days, Jesus take Peter, James, and John and bring them on the mountain. And he transfigured in front of them. His face shines as the sun. And who appeared there? It says Moses and Elias, the two men that we were talking about a few minutes ago. Peter saw them, and what did he say? We keep going verses on this text, and it says, It is good for us to be here. 
if thou wilt, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He is thinking about this man in the same level than Christ. And our Lord was so proud, was so puffed up that he says, they don't count. They are not important. Don't even do that because the important here is me. No, he's the best example of humbleness. And he didn't say anything because while Peter was saying this, the father is the one that opened the door, the, the, his mouth. And what he says, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Christ was not alone. Christ prayed for, to God when he was feeling some way of discouraged and asking to take that cup from him. But God was with him. God is with us. Christ is with us. And the Bible should tell us that the Holy Spirit is with us. To Moses, God gave 70 men. To Elijah told that there were 7,000 men that didn't bow to Baal. To us, God gave us a great gift when we feel discouraged. And that great gift is God's family. When we get to Hebrews 10, 24, 25, a verse that we've been using a lot during the last two hours because of the pandemic, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to go good words, not forsaking the assembly, not forsaking the assembly. We need God's family. We are God's family. We need our family in the same way that our family needs us. There might be a brother or sister that is discouraged. Here I am to help them get encouragement. I might be feeling discouraged right now. They're my brethren that might help me to get encouraged. Do not stay at home as the mother of some. Do not do nothing as the mother of some. No. Do not forsake the assembly as some people do. That's when the church start getting weak because the brethren instead of fortifying and strengthening are getting into that situation that doesn't care. And that's when we can start getting all this trouble with the church because somebody gets discouraged and nobody from the church come to help them get encouraged. And that's a resource that God gave us to do not get in that mood. What happens when we fall? There will be moments where we make mistakes. There will be moments when we fall into discouragement and we seek and we try to do things. Well, there's nobody around me. What are I going to do? Pray, look for God. But also as the one uh, in Proverbs 24, 16 says, a just man falls seven times, rise up again. We need to realize might be difficult right now, but I need to rise up again. I need to get up and get doing the things. The wheat will fall into mischief of calamity, as another version says. But those who know God, those who know the will of God, those who have been obedient to God, who are children of God, knows that when they fall, they will rise up again. So this is the question I have for you when we, as we are closing our lesson. If you have fallen, do you plan to stay there or rise up? The answer is yours. We know that with God, everything is possible. We know that God is with us. We know that God wants the best things for us. We know that Christ died on that cross for you and for me and for everyone else that come to him. 
We know all of this because the Holy Spirit inspired those men to give us the word so we know exactly what is the will that has been revealed by God. We know all of that. And there might be the situation that somebody between us doesn't know that and is learning about it and is realizing God is powerful, God is good, God loves me. And realize that there are some things that he's not doing right. And those things that he's not doing right, he realized he must stop them. And that's what I'm saying right now. If you're not a Christian, if you didn't obey the gospel yet, let us know and we will be more than glad to help you to be in peace with God, to realize and do what he expects us to do. That is to get into those waters, to be baptized for the remission of our sins. And after that being that new creature, a son or a son or daughter of God. This is our desire to everyone that get to listen to the word of God, to get to listen to these lessons, to help them realize God is the source of encouragement to everyone. Thank you so much for being with me this time. Um, one more time, I apologize if I got some problems with the connection, but I would be more than glad to provide this presentation if somebody needed. May God bless you all. Brother Marlon, thank you, man, for being with us tonight. Uh, the word I use to describe most sermons is uh, fantastic. And uh, that was just that, certainly fits the bill. Uh, appreciate the sermon. Uh, we've certainly been through some discouraging times uh, here in the last couple of years. And we talk about it like it's over, but it's still affecting some people. And so um, appreciate your encouragement tonight to that end. And I, I like the way you uh, tied Moses and Elijah and Christ and then put them all together in John and Matthew 17. Uh, those two men certainly went through some, some low points in their lives, but imagine the scene in glory when they're talking to Jesus mm. about his passion. That's just got to be incredible. Talk about <laughs> encouragement. So thanks for being with us tonight, man. It's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sorry if my English, I, I need to practice more often. <laughs> uh, real quick on that. Your English is 400,000 times better than my Spanish. So, uh, <laughs> and I have and Marla, nothing about your grasp of English. <laughs> we probably had like a half a dozen people saying, you know, I used to be able, I took it in school. I used to be able to speak it. I guess it's time to brush up on it. So maybe you can encourage some of our English speaking brethren to, uh, uh, brush up on some of their Spanish skills because it's it's all through the comment section. I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, but there there are several people looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah, I'll be looking for I'll be looking to them and reply later if I can. Okay, that uh, sounds great. Is, is this thank you or grateful or something? Mucho mucha muchas masas gracias. Por muchas la... gracias. Y, muchas gracias is thank you so much. Okay. I, and and I guess that's for the lesson. Uh, muchísimas gracias por la lección. Thank you so much for the lesson. Yeah. There you okay. go. You know, sometimes um, there's a couple of brethren. Uh, Jonathan would know them as well. They um, they preach in Guatemala. Uh, Byron Benitez and Hawatha Jones, um, and they talk about um, English speaking people coming to the area to teach English using the Bible. Uh, is that reversed possibly that you could use the Bible and teach Spanish? Uh -huh. That that was the plan I had when we were talking about a bilingual ch 
show, we may say that, bringing the Bible side to side, Spanish and English, uh -huh. uh, people might learn from the language. That That's the thing that creating those lessons, it will take me a lot of time. And sadly, <laughs> that's what I don't have. So, uh, but I was thinking about working, maybe I can work something during the year to start sharing maybe another show, when we say that, to DBS. Wow. But yeah, yeah, that wasn't the plans. Uh, there's a lot of people that learn languages that way. They just get a bilingual Bible and start reading both sides and start mm -hmm. realize, uh, connecting the words. Like yeah, Lexion, Jonathan, Jonathan just pick up Lexion and realize might be lesson. And that's right. Okay. Well, that'd be great, man. Uh, I don't want to spend your time because I know what it's like <laughs> to be busy. So <laughs> do what you got to do, man. And if you can't get around to it. We'll take what we can get from you, brother. Uh, but hey, uh, that is, let's go over that again real quick. That is starting um, the 13th. Is that uh, is that Monday, Monday the 13th? So Monday the 13th yeah. through Friday the 17th, uh, you have two lessons a night uh, starting at what time? Seven my time should be eight yours. Eight Eastern, eight o'clock Eastern, and then yeah. an eight o'clock session and a nine o'clock session. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reminds me, I need to talk to Tony Brewer because he's usually on in the eight o'clock on Tuesday. Maybe, maybe I can move Tony Brewer to seven o'clock next week because I don't know if I've got anybody. I'm okay. I'm just planning in my head. Okay, never mind. That's for me. <laughs> I'll get that worked out, but that that'll be fine. Uh, and then hopefully starting this coming Friday. Um, and I don't. I'm not going to try the name of the program again. You're going to budding Christians. I can. I can say that. Yeah. I can say budding Christians. <laughs> Um, and that will be at five o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Central. Uh, and if for some reason we have to delay it another week, I'll try to let everybody know. But hopefully this coming Friday, um, we need to uh, we'll, we'll get that running for you. Uh, and Marlon, just again, programming note here, you and I need to get together sometime next week because I need to get you. I need you to get set up on our stream yard so you can set this up without me involved. Otherwise, I have to be there for all your sessions and I can't always promise that I can't. So. I'll get you set up so That's that you can, you can be you you you'll be a team member on our account and you can just run it straight on your end. Okay. Thank you, bro. All right. Um, I guess that's about it, man. Thank you for coming on, brother. Look, look forward to yeah. seeing what we can do, do to, uh, what we can do together. That'd be great, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good day, and thank you for everything you do for the Lord. And keep keep seeing you here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, brother Marlon. Yeah, it's all right. How hard would it be to go to a school like the Memphis School of Preaching and that not be your primary language? I just, I mean, you could have an IQ of 210 and that's still not go well for you. <laughs> yeah. I, it's impressive that people can come grasp our language um, and, and, and do so well with it. And, uh, man, it seems like I would just, I, I'm going to have to, Try to learn it, man. I mean, I I don't know. It seems like somebody said well, Duolingo is a good app. I used to have that, I think. I have to Texas, give that, Texas is not getting fewer uh, Spanish speakers in it. <laughs> somebody <laughs> said that. You might run into <laughs> not, some Spanish speakers. Not slip off into a political discussion, but there's, there's, there's one or two Spanish-speaking people moving into Texas right now. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would do well to, to know the language. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and see what we got. Um, on the, um, uh, I didn't see anything on the YouTube side. Uh, still, we have had about, um, 
almost two dozen people, a dozen and a half people um, join us as supporters over on um, uh, Locals. And we do appreciate that, by the way. What are you laughing about, sir? I'm laughing at Deb's comment. It's right there in the middle of the page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She says, I speak English only, and my husband still needs a translator to understand me. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good stuff. Eric, will Um, you be working with parents in the new school of preaching? Scott, no, I will not. Uh, No, sir. That's just because they don't know you're moving out there yet. <laughs> actually though if they have any kind of a even quasi accreditation they're probably going to need guys with at least a master's degree that's probably absolutely right something that's i probably. hope to work on at some point before i don't there you go my my, my uncle got his uh thd at like 66 or 67 so it's doable never too late you got about four years or so before you get there. <laughs> uh, on my man, that is perfect. That is a perfect time for him to freeze up. That is <laughs> there. <that's>, the <laughs> oh mercy! Uh, if I controlled the internet, you would have exactly frozen up exactly when you did just now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's wrap this thing up, man. It's Friday night. Uh, we on, oh, I was about to skip the prayer. I'm getting out of order, man. I'm all out of sorts. Don't do that. Uh, it was a different get... night tonight, so maybe that got you a little bit. Yeah. Um, actually, I just saw two, um, and Jewel says she has a code um, and is actually going to be getting a COVID test to see if that's what the code is. Um, and then Trish said almost the same thing. She's having stomach issues, um, but there has been an influx of COVID at her workplace, and uh, so she's having some issues as well there. Uh, we've had several people at Rockledge come down with COVID recently. None of them serious, though, so maybe that's, a, maybe that's an improvement in terms of the severity of it. Maybe we're getting used to it or something, but hopefully that's more along the lines of what other people are experiencing. Uh, yeah, one of our elders, and he's, he's not a young man. He and his wife both uh, came down with it this past, I guess, two weeks ago now at this point. But they they were not uh, not too hor- horribly affected. So anyway, uh, you were grinning about something. Is there something I need to? Yeah, Trish said, I speak with a southern drawl. My own cell phone doesn't understand me. <laughs> uh, Deborah asks, so remind us, will Eric be leaving DBS? No. Certainly not uh, in any way immediately. There will be some hindrance to my availability as we uh, move to the new work and everything, transitioning there, of course. But uh, we'll still be around for sure. Yeah, and he and I both are going to be going through some transitional stuff. And um, mine starts in about four weeks and his in about eight weeks, I guess. So there's some conversations he and I need to have over the next couple, three weeks. Um, but we will get it worked out. Uh, I would not, I'm not anticipating there being any changes to the scheduling of COVID or COVID. How about that? Of connect. <laughs> Probably not scheduling to COVID either. <laughs> so, um, but, 
Uh, as, as we said, I think we said as last night, there may be some different faces on here from time to time, as we might need some additional hands on deck to help us, something like that. But uh, I'm certainly anticipating, um, anticipating not changing our scheduling in any negative way. So, um, so let's get with those uh, offer those prayers on the path of Jewel and Trish. And I didn't see anybody else uh, say anything, so um, um, maybe maybe we, maybe I did catch them all. So, if you would uh, bow with me, let's have a word of prayer. Again. Holy Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you have made us to be. We thank you that you have redeemed us so that we can sustain a relationship with one in whose image we have been made. We thank you for your consistent love for us and your compassion and mercy toward us to keep that relationship active. We thank you tonight for Marlon and for the challenge he gave us about encouragement. Uh, we're also greatly encouraged by uh, the, the news of some of the works that he's going to be doing with us here. And we ask your blessings upon them um, we, from what we can see of the world, we believe they're needed and we hope that meets with your satisfaction and your approval. And so we ask your blessings upon them in accordance to your will. Um, this evening, we also have a couple of people we want to bring before you, two of our family here at Digital Bible are not feeling well. Uh, Jewel is having some cold issues and Trish is dealing with some stomach issues and we pray for their recovery. Um, we pray that if, uh, they have come down with uh, the virus that uh, they will be able to recover quickly and not be too negatively impacted from it. But in all things, we we, we pray for their uh, well-being and the return of their health as their soul is also prospering. Uh, we also always continue to pray for the world in which we live. Uh, seems like there's a new story every day about the atrocities and just the evil that is out there. We pray that Christians will stand firm and speak up and make our influence known into to this world and hopefully draw them back to you and to the redemptive power that the blood of your son has. We ask your blessings upon digital Bible study, upon all the godly things that go on here. And we ask you to continue to bless us as we continue to uh, strive to be godly in all of our efforts. It's through your son's name we offer this prayer and ask for your blessings. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> uh, Christine says maybe Tony could sit in and you may, you may be shocked to hear this, Christine. Is one of the people that we are talking about. He's here a lot, and people that show up are usually people that can be used. So that, that is at least on the table. Um, let's see what we have here on the Facebook side. I see Patsy with a hundred stars. Thank you, Patsy. Uh, see Jonathan with two hundred and thirty-five stars. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Claudette with three hundred stars. Thank you, Claudette. And Valletta with 300 stars. Thank you, Valletta. Let, let me mention something just here about the stars on that and on the, the Super Chats on Facebook. Um, this new platform that we have opened up, Locals, uh, that we started using, digitalbiblestudy.locals.com, has the same feature. Uh, they call them coins over there. Uh, and I only mention it because I don't want to change anything y'all are doing because it's really easy. It's right there in the feed. You just press the little button and you can do it right there in the feed. But I will also let, I don't want, I feel like I need to inform you of this. Facebook and YouTube, YouTube, it's a sliding scale of what they take, but it, for the very smallest portions, it can be up to 30% of what y'all send actually goes to them. And now it goes, that number goes down as you do more, but um, locals does the same thing. And, that that they take 10% and that includes the $3 or 3% processing fee. So it's a lot more efficient 
if you, if you want to do it that way in those small increments, which we are we're very grateful for, like Patsy's 50 stars pretty much every night, um, you more of that would pass through us or through to us if you did it on locals as opposed to here. That's not to discourage you from doing it here, but it's just another option there for you that's a little more a little more cost efficient. I thought I'd, I'd, I would at least mention it, probably won't mention it again anytime soon, but it's there if you want to use it, okay? Um, Tony says, uh, or Jules says that they were on Zoom for three hours today. Tony's uh, did his class today, the subscriber class. I was wondering, because I, I had to leave, because we're actually under a tropical storm warning right now. Um, it's drizzling. So that's, that's what, it, but nevertheless, I had to get out early to get some of my, the, the, the one day I work for my pool company, I have to do it on Friday. Normally do it in the afternoon. I try to get out as early as I can. Went out and did all the work I had to do, came back, and I was in front of my desk for about 20 minutes before I got the notification that the recording was available. And I was like, it's two, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon and the class starts at 11. And just now it, so that explains it. Y'all were on for three hours and then you're back here tonight. That's, that's, um. That is some dedicated people right there. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, do you want to deal, deal with Christine's there or not? Do you want to comment on <laughs> down there at the bottom? <laughs> Christine I can, just, just jumps all in the soup, boy. She stirs yeah. it all up. Just, I can I, I can tell you mine is mixed. She's happy that I'm going to be preaching again. She's happy about all that, but we're going to have to move off the beach. So it's 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 not a hundred percent happiness. Vanessa's happy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, you got anything else before we hang up tonight? Uh, I do not. I do not. Well, let's let these good people go, and we'll go about our evenings as well. Thank you for tuning in throughout the week today, y'all, or three throughout the week this week. Uh, good week. Thanks. Thank all those speakers who came on. As always, uh, excellent job. Uh, and we look forward to being back here with you again on Monday. Uh, of course, we start our week as normal at 8 o'clock Eastern time uh, for another edition of From the Deep End. And with that, we will say good evening and good night to you and have a good weekend. Hopefully, the tropical storm across Florida will not blow us away too badly, but uh, it's not, it's, it's not going to be much. Uh, so anyway, have a good weekend, everybody. As always, go out and make your day a great one for God. And we will see you back here, Lord willing. Monday morning.